Welcome to Rapidly Rotating Records, an hour of toe-tapping music from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s with yours truly, Glenn Robison. We've got dance bands, hot bands, sweet bands, show tunes, novelty tunes, blues, jazz, and more on everything from Aeolian to Xenophone and by everyone from Aronson to Zerky. On this week's show, we've got two first-time birthday salutes to John Kelly and Charles Dalmain. We'll take musical trips to Paris and Paradise and immerse ourselves in some hot springs. This very day, June 26th, marks the birth in 1897 in New York City of John Cali, C-A-L-I, to Domenico Cali, a barber, and Antonina Leone, both born in Italy. Young John received no music lessons at all, yet started performing on the violin at age 12. When the recently invented tenor banjo began being commercially produced around 1908, he became interested in it and also played guitar and mandolin professionally. According to his 1918 draft card, that year he was working as a musician at Rector's Restaurant in New York. 1918 was also the year he made the first of hundreds of records, accompanying Arthur Fields on his recording of Jada for Edison. Following World War I, unionization of the entertainment industry began, and in 1919, Kelly was a guitarist in Vincent Lopez's orchestra. He held a card with the Musicians' Union, but Lopez's band wasn't organized. One night, a union executive confronted Kelly and told him to leave the venue and report to the union office the next morning to answer charges. Rather than have Cali suffer the consequences, Lopez had the whole band join the union. It's unfortunate that Cali made only a couple of solo records under his own name, but he was in great demand as a New York session musician and is heard in recordings by Bailey's Lucky Seven, the Birmingham Blue Buglers, Manhattan Dancemakers, the Ambassadors, the Broadway Syncopators, the Four Provinces Orchestra, and McMurray's California Thumpers. He was heard regularly on radio, including on a variety show titled Hook and Ladder Follies. During the 1940s, 50s, and 60s, Kelly was as busy as ever recording and put out about a dozen LP albums. He spent the final years of his musical career on Broadway in the orchestra of Hello, Dolly, starring Carol Channing. He missed only one performance during the run of that show, and that was so he could fill in for his dear friend and fellow banjo virtuoso, Harry Reeser, who died in the orchestra pit while preparing for a performance of the show Fiddler on the Roof. John Kelly retired in 1971 and moved to Seattle. He died April 17, 1984, in Bellevue, Washington, and is buried at Sunset Hills Memorial Park. Here are three from the fingers of John Kelly. Thank you. 
sometimes will When you kiss and make up Boy, what a thrill Sadness ends in gladness Showers are not in vain If you want the rainbow You must have the rain Look for brighter weather Or watch for the sun again If you want the rainbow Then you must have the rain Pull yourself together Whistle a happy strain If you want the rainbow Then you must have the rain So if your lucky star deserts you And if shadows fall Even though it hurts you Laugh through it all Be a cheerful loser You have the world to gain If you want the rainbow Why you just must have the rain It's 
trouble and sorrow, but we'll travel the road, sharing our load side by side. There you have John Kelly on three different instruments accompanying three different artists. We started with the Arkansas Trio, Vernon Dahlhart and Ed Smalley on kazoo and vocals, with Kelly on banjo. That was A New Kind of Man with a New Kind of Love for Me, written by Sidney Clare and Leon Flatow, from Edison 51373, July 11, 1924. Next was Annette Hanshaw as Gay Ellis and her novelty orchestra, reminding us that if you want the rainbow, you must have the rain. Oscar Levant wrote the music, and Mort Dixon and Billy Rose the words on Harmony 776H from October 19, 1928. The personnel listing that accompanies the Sensation Records CD gives credit for the two violins to an unknown violinist and possibly Tony Colucci. Now, I greatly admire Jeff Healy, author of The Notes, but the discography of American historical recordings credits Ben Selvin and John Kelly. So that's what I'm going with. We finished up the segment with John Kelly accompanying Lee Morse on guitar on Side by Side, written by Harry M. Woods. Columbia 974D was recorded March 16, 1927. I'm Glenn Robison, and you and I are listening to Rapidly Rotating Records, bringing you vintage music to which you can't not tap your toes from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s. We're a bit late in celebrating, but June 13th marked the birth in 1871 in Kingston-upon-Hull, England, of Charles Dalmain. He grew up an orphan in London, but at some point came to the U.S., and in the 1890s was playing violin at the Grand Opera House in Chicago. In 1898, he relocated to New York City, and the following year was one of the first violinists in the Edison, Berliner, Victor, and Columbia recording studios. Besides recording, Dalmain played at the Metropolitan Opera House and made violins as a hobby. In April of 1914, he and his wife Helen enrolled at the Palmer College of Chiropractic in Davenport, Iowa, where he received his Doctor of Chiropractic. He and Helen had practices in New York City and Newark, New Jersey, but he also continued his musical career with the Met until 1925. After a summer season with Arthur Pryor's band and a tour with Harry Lauder, he left music and devoted himself full-time to his chiropractic practice. Charles Dalmain died on June 17, 1943 in Newark, New Jersey, and was cremated. In addition to classical pieces and popular songs, he played rural fiddle tunes and novelty tunes such as these. Violin solo, pop goes the weasel medley, played by Charles Dalmain, Edison Records. <laughs> ¶¶ 
Hubert Leonard was a Belgian violinist, teacher, and composer born in 1819. He entered the Brussels Conservatory at age 12 and at 17 enrolled in the Paris Conservatory. He toured throughout Europe and premiered Mendelssohn's Violin Concerto in Berlin with Mendelssohn himself conducting. He began teaching at the Brussels Conservatory in 1847, toured sporadically, and composed violin concertos, duos, salon pieces, and etudes. He died in 1890. We just heard Leonard's descriptive tune, Donkey and Driver, from his work Five Humorous Pieces, which includes Rooster and Hands, Cat and Mice, and Serenade of the Bellicose Rabbit. Charles Dalmain recorded that April 23, 1904, issued on Victor 18189. Before that, the more conventional Mother McCree from Edison Blue Amberol Cylinder No. 2419, released in 1914. Mother McCree was composed by Chauncey Alcott and Ernest R. Ball, and there are words written by Rita Johnson Young. We started off with another playful piece, the onomatopoeic violin solo, Pop Goes the Weasel medley, played by Charles Dalmain, Edison Record. But you knew that because announcer Edward W. Meeker told you. He didn't tell you that it was from Edison Two-Minute Gold Molded Cylinder Number 8678, released in 1914. Dalmain recorded Pop Goes the Weasel medley for Edison in 1916, the U.S. Phonograph Company of Cleveland in 1911, and twice for Victor in 1904 and 1911. In last week's segment about Freddy Schnickelfritz Fischer, sharp-eared listener Scott let me know that I inadvertently said that the song Colonel Corn was from the movie Gold Diggers in Paradise instead of Gold Diggers in Paris. Thanks for listening, Scott, and taking the time to write and point that out. And just to let everyone know that I do know the difference between Paradise and Paris... In the next two segments, we'll play rapidly rotating records about Paris and Paradise. Although I think to be in Paris would be Paradise. You'll never miss me when I'm gone to Paris. But I know that I'll miss you You took a lot of pains in teaching me Why must we say adieu? I've seen your mild days And some of your wild days Down where the Seine flows And where the Champagne flows you taught me all that a kiss could be. Paris, your ladies were good enough for me. I've met brunettes here and little grisettes here. I've lost my station and my reputation. If I've been happy, then you're to blame. Oh, Paris, please stay the same. Paris, je t'aime, je 
t'aime, je t'aime Avec ivresse Comme une maîtresse Tu m'oublieras bien vite Et pourtant Mon cœur est tout chaviré En te quittant Je peux te dire Qu'avec ton sourire tu m'as pris l'âme, ainsi qu'une femme, tout en moi est à toi pour toujours. Paris, je t'aime, et comment d'amour
underneath the lights of a battery. I will be true, Sherry, underneath the lights of a battery. My heart has followed you, and a tender question it will carry. John Thorne with Harry Bidgood's orchestra masquerading as the Riverside Dance Band on Lights of Paris. Excuse me, Lights of Paris, to rhyme with Cherie. Lights of Paris, as it's spelled on the label of Broadcast 78, number 733, was written by Errol Reeves and Tolchard Evans and recorded July 22, 1931. Before that, Parisian Rag, performed by the Emerson Military Band, probably conducted by Arthur Berg. That's from Emerson's 7-inch 78, number 7439, made in October of 1918. This Parisian rag was written by J. Bodewalt Lampy and is not to be confused with the 1910 Parisian rag, written by Jeff T. Brannan and Arthur Lang, and certainly not with the 1955 Parisian rag written by Jean Constantine. We started that Parisian set with Maurice Chevalier asking Paris to stay the same. Paris Stay the Same was written by Clifford Gray and Victor Skirtsinger and is heard in the 1929 Paramount picture The Love Parade, sung by the film's star, Maurice Chevalier. This commercial recording was made January 25, 1930, issued on Victor 22294. I'm Glenn Robison, and the show is Rapidly Rotating Records. From Paris, we'll move on to paradise. Many people would say they're one and the same.
Even if you're not a fan of Hawaiian music, it would be hard to dislike My Bird of Paradise, played by the Hilo Hawaiian Orchestra. Not particularly Hawaiian, the recording was made in New York on April 30, 1928, and directed by Leonard W. Joy. It was released on Victor 21424, and My Bird of Paradise was written by Irving Berlin. We finished up with Charlie Johnson's original Paradise 10, February 25, 1927, with Paradise Wobble, composed by Thomas Morris. Monette Moore sang the lyrics, credited on the label of Victor 20551, to F. Johnson. It took some digging, but F. Johnson is Freddie Johnson. Pianist and vocalist Freddie Johnson was born March 12, 1904, in New York and he'll be getting his own birthday segment next year, but you'll probably hear from him before then. I grew up in San Bernardino, California in the 50s and 60s, and from my house we could see one of the landmarks of the area, the Arrowhead Springs Hotel, the latest in a series of burnt and rebuilt resorts on property within the aboriginal territories of the Serrano people in the foothills of the San Bernardino Mountains. The hotel lies directly beneath a near-perfect outline of a downward-pointing arrowhead on the side of the mountain. The arrowhead is 1,375 feet in length, 449 feet in width, and covers seven and a half acres. There are numerous Indian legends about the origin of the arrowhead and theories that it's the result of an earthquake, causing the mountainside to give way, leaving the shape of an arrow. But a 2007 article in the California Geographer by Norman Meek of the California State University San Bernardino, where I spent my first year of college, by the way, concludes that it may be a human-made advertisement created sometime in the late 1850s or early 1860s by the founder of the Hot Springs Resort. In 1864, D.N. Smith established a tuberculosis and healing sanitarium at the site, using the natural hot springs to practice hydropathy, the treatment of illness through the use of water, either internally or through external means such as steams, sweats, baths, cold or hot water compresses, showers, enemas, and colonics. It expanded into a hotel but burned down in 1886. A second hotel opened in 1905 advertising the hottest springs in the world at 196 degrees. By the 1930s, Hollywood was in its glamour years, and the resort was purchased by a group of six Hollywood luminaries, including Al Jolson, who planned to renovate and expand it to rival the finest European health resorts. But in 1938, it was destroyed in a wildfire. The current 69-room Stark White Hotel was built in 1939, designed by African-American architect Paul R. Williams at a cost of $1.5 million. The interior design was by New York-based Dorothy Draper, who filled the hotel with Art Deco designs and touches, all the way down to the toothpicks and swizzle sticks. It attracted the Hollywood elite, including Chaplin, Garland, and Gable, and many of Esther Williams' movie scenes were filmed in the scalloped-edged resort pool. During World War II, it was commissioned as a naval hospital, after which it was purchased by Conrad Hilton and had a brief revival. By the time I was old enough to drive up Waterman Canyon Road to the entrance, it had been purchased by a religious group and was closed to the public. 
It went up for sale again in 1992 and was eventually purchased by the San Manuel Band of Mission Indians, owners of Yamava Resort and Casino in San Bernardino, where we had our anniversary dinner in February. Rumors abound about the next chapter of the hotel's history, but the tribe has been very good to the Inland Empire, and I'm sure they will be good stewards of the property. So here to commemorate the Arrowhead Springs Hotel is Bessie Smith, who's got the Hot Springs Blues. If you ever get tripped let me tell you what to do. Lord, if you ever get tripped let me tell you what to do. Everybody 
little bad little you. Say what makes you tease me the way you do. Say I look into your angel eyes. They're little devils in disguise. One little, two little lips I crave. They lead me on, then they say, behave. Who, who, who knows it too? Good little, bad little you. We started our little trip to the Arrowhead Springs Hotel with Bessie Smith and her ensemble, The Blue Boys with her composition, Hot Springs Blues, recorded March 3, 1927, issued on Columbia 14569D. The Blue Boys were Joe Smith on cornet, Charlie Green on trombone, and pianist Fletcher Henderson. Next was Albert Gale and his orchestra with Since My Best Girl Turned Me Down, written by Howdy Quicksell and Ray Lodwig. Big Spiderbeck and his gang recorded the tune in 1927, but this recording was made March 16, 1937, issued on Vocalion 03514. So what's that got to do with Arrowhead Springs? Well, it was recorded in the resort city of Hot Springs, Arkansas, a city known for its natural hot mineral springs. On March 1, 1937, the American Record Corporation went to Hot Springs, and because all the hotels and ballrooms were filled with tourists there for the opening of horse racing season, their field unit set up in a large empty room above the Birch Motor Company dealership, draping batting on the walls and over the windows for soundproofing. Over the next 18 days, they recorded 81 masters by 11 artists, with just over half of them issued. And we finished up with a nice recording of Good Little, Bad Little You composed by Sam H. Stepped, with this arrangement by Tex Brewster. The lyric was written by Bud Green and sung by Ed Smalley on September 24, 1928, issued on Brunswick 4074. It was also issued in the U.K. and Australia with an instrumental version distributed in Germany. So what does that record have to do with the Arrowhead Springs Hotel? Well, Good Little, Bad Little You was played by the Arrowhead Inn Orchestra, one of dozens of bands, most in the Northeast, controlled by Meyer Davis. The Arrowhead Inn probably refers to the Arrowhead Inn restaurant owned by Ben Riley. Located at Riverdale Avenue and 246th in the Bronx, and very popular with New York High Society throughout the 20s and 30s. It was one of five Arrowhead Inn restaurants owned by Riley over the course of five decades. The first opened in Saratoga in 1908. 
Two of Riley's specialties on the menu were frog legs and Saratoga chips, what we now call potato chips. I'm Glenn Robison, and I'm very pleased that you've chosen to spend this past hour with me listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. If you had half as much fun as I did, then I had twice as much fun as you. I hope you'll click in or tune in again next week, and as always, I thank you for your very kind attention. <laughs>